Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. Welcome to Wonderful Show. We talk about things we like that's good that we're into. And no artifice on this one. It's going to be a straight over the plate. I feel like right after the Max Fund, Max Fund Drive, we bring it all. We put it all out there on the court. And thank you, by the way. And thank you all. Uh, the The wonderful listeners came out so hard this year. Yeah. And it was genuinely humbling. It was. Yeah, see. we really we really hustled this time because, um, you know, the community as a whole, and when I say community, I mean the globe. Yeah. Uh, not, not so spendy, uh, given the time. True, true. Which is totally understandable. For sure, for and so sure. So we really, we really got out there and we, you know, we shook it. We shook the, the coconut tree and our bodies. And our, bo- oh, you're saying, oh, I, okay. See, this is interesting because my brain went to like, we shook the, no, and that's very sweet. And but I, but yours was more like a sexual, like, like, like she gets paid to right, dance. right, right. Sure. I mean, that's cool. And, that's cool too. It's and that's just interesting we did. that our brains went into. I regret two. this path anyway. Well, thank you all so much. But thank I feel you. like after the Max Fun Drive, it's you should really just do a show them what they I, paid for. This yes. is now. This is resetting the bar a little bit. Not bad, but just more. See, I thought that too. I was like, all right, back to business. But then I thought like, oh, we just have all these new people that oh, just I became s- members. Oh, fuck. Do we need to You're like right. keep the bar high at least until they settle in and then <laughs> rip the rug and out? And then we start. <laughs> then we throw them a like, um, Jujubees? <laughs> question mark? Like, Jujubees question mark? Did you listen to the episode today? Yeah, Griffin... Talked about jujubes with a rising inflection. For Which we're not minutes. even sure if he really likes them uh, because he kept using this tone the whole time. I mean, they're basically dots, yeah? No, they're more licorice y than dots, even. I couldn't. I even... like dots. Uh, I used to like dots. I don't think my current teeth could handle My current model of teeth could handle <laughs> dots. Teeth. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is, a, this is a show where we talk about all that kind of stuff. So I reserve the right to talk about dots. Do you have any small wonders? Yeah, I'm going to say, and I'm not going to get specific um, just to to give some privacy to our son, but uh, his school has parties occasionally. Yes. Uh, to kind of celebrate the, you know, good actions of the class. And so they had one of those today. And Henry was so jazzed because they get to wear a costume if they want and bring a stuffed animal. Or if pajamas. They want. That's an interesting or choice. Or pajamas, yeah. Uh, and. Henry has had his outfit planned for, I mean, easily weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, And he was just so jazzed and it was the best. It's the best. Any kind of special school day is good. Uh Like anything that's just enough to kind of break up the the monotony a little bit. Anything to hang your hat on. I remember as a kid being like, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I mentioned it on on Besties, but uh, I've been playing like a lot more Minecraft with Henry. Yeah, and the music in the like latest, all the Minecraft music is I've always found to be exceptional. But the latest sort of batch of music uh, is mostly composed by Lena Rain, who was the composer of a game called Celeste, which has one of my favorite game soundtracks. Yeah. Anyway, I have been listening to that uh, while I've been writing. A fucking lot over the last couple of months, and so it's been really nice having good, like, background sort of vibey work music, and this is, like, 
Peak and stuff. I want to specify that that is graphic novel and not like your memoirs. I don't want people to get too excited that a new original yeah. never before talked about work from Griffin McElroy is coming. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No. I although, mean, although, no. Please, God, no. <laughs> I'm so tired, y'all. My memory sucks so bad. A memoir from me would be. <laughs> David Sedaris, it would not be. <laughs> Just like two-page chapters of yeah. like, I think I went to a birthday party at a McDonald's. I mean, grade. I know I went to a couple of birthday. I, I know I actually went to quite a few birthday parties at McDonald's, and I can recall them all very clearly. Well, so maybe your memory isn't bad. Maybe you're just But juicy. nobody wants to hear about that shit. Nobody wants to hear about the cool I don't McDonald's know. Did birth- anyone pee their pants? You got to buy the book to find out. <laughs> I go first this week. Great. I'm going to talk about something that I sort of rekindled my love uh, affair with over the Max Fun Drive, uh, and that is the green screen or chroma key. If you want to be, I would love to know more about this guy. I know. It struck me that like this is a thing that I've had some passing familiarity and some experience with. uh, That I think everybody kind of knows the like word but doesn't necessarily know like what the technology is or sort of where it came from. Yeah, I um, mean, I kn- I knew about it, I think, first in like weather, right? Sure. Like a meteorologist stands in front of a map and, and things move on it. Yes. And then, of course, like when it came to like movies, it was like crazy technology. Sure, I mean, it's the basis of most sort of like CGI post-production uh, stuff that, that, that happens. Like you, you watch the making of a, like any Marvel movie, and you're going to see a lot of people doing big jumps in blue, <laughs> wide open blue spaces uh, yeah. with blue cubes everywhere. But um, yeah, I so one of the most recent sort of additions to the studio is a, a green screen that I got, which I used during the Max Fun Drive a few times because it's nice to, like if you're playing a game or something, instead of having your whole ass rectangle of like your office in the background, yeah, just being uh-huh. able to kind of be a little bit more efficient with the the real estate. And uh, it's so easy to do this in your house now. Uh, it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. I uh, So growing up, uh, obviously, like I went to a lot of like radio stations and TV news stations, and I remember being a kid and going to WOWK TV and going to their like big green screen and walking in front of it and turning into a disembodied head and being like, "That's fucking crazy!" <laughs> but now, like, pretty much anyone can do that. A lot of times, you don't even need the green screen because you know there's like wild AI technology that can determine what is background and what is person and sort of effectively do the same thing. Uh, Anyway, I've gotten way, way ahead of myself. Uh, So if if you don't have any experience with working with green screen, the basic concept is that you can layer two pieces of footage or two images by essentially creating a sort of background and foreground layer by basically erasing a certain range of, of color spectrum from what's in front. So when someone stands in front of a green screen, you delete all green and all of the green stuff goes away. And then okay. it's basically in, you know, a, a completely transparent sort of um, mat. Uh, I don't have any background in like post-production video stuff at all. Um, but I, it's it really is so easy to do it on most modern computers now. And that's why you see it used. I mean, I feel like 
pretty much every streamer at this point is like or major streamer is using green, green screen technology, uh, but pretty much anyone can do it. You could just buy a big bolt of any solid color fabric and kind of do the same thing with most webcams that are out now. Um, filmmakers have been using this kind of like matte effect uh, since the early 20th century. Uh, the Invisible Man was a very prominent sort of special effects case that used a lot of black uh, sort of matte backgrounds to make their guy invisible, I guess. And then Walt Disney did a lot of white screen uh, shooting with real actors for a lot of the early um, live action animated like fusion stuff. Yeah, like when Gene Kelly, right, dances with uh, the mouse from Tom and Jerry, which is named either Tom or Jerry. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, In the 1930s, uh, RKO developed a, a, a blue screen process that allowed for sort of more refined, more... Uh, dynamic layering. Uh, in 1940, there was a movie called The Thief of Baghdad that kind of uh, was the first major motion picture to use, uh, to, to to really utilize this technology for its uh, blue screen genie, which is apparently breathtaking. It won an Oscar for visual effects. Huh. What's really interesting about like chroma key is it, it, it is kind of the backbone of a lot of visual effects stuff that exists, uh, you know, today as it's used. And it has, like, over the last 70 years, really just escalated and grown in step with, like, technological advancements. Yeah. When you think about, like, you know, a hundred years difference in visual effects from one sort of era of film to now, it's fucking bonkers how much uh, technology has changed. And not just, like, one specific kind. It's not like computers got better, like optical printing technology advanced and so people found clever ways to use that and then you know all, all the way up to whatever ai track i don't understand anything about this world i just find it really interesting how these different disciplines uh, of of science kind of came together to just keep making this one process more and more and more and more impressive and uh accessible um so green screen why you may wonder do do people call it that despite the fact that you can do it basically any color you'd be sitting in front of a purple screen and then i used to think it really like it had to be green uh no it can be it can be it can be any color and the the like process of removing one solid color range like you can do that with any color range uh but there there are several factors behind sort of why you you mostly hear of green screen uh for one thing for most of like history of cameras uh, for like broadcast purposes have used uh, RGB sensors. So red, green, blue. Uh, So it makes sense that like removing one of those channels is much easier and much clearer than like removing, you know, purple, which would land sort of somewhere in in, in the middle of those. Uh, Blue and green were sort of the most popular of those two colors for most purposes, because for, you know, uh, uh, most of, video history they were thought to be sort of uh furthest from most skin tones uh and of those two blue and green only one of them is a color that like meteorologists and tv presenters and people who use this kind of stuff regularly actually wear on their clothes and that's blue if you think of people just sort of your current garment selection or most people's green is a much less so it just kind of by process of elimination became became green because it uh, they didn't have to spend as much time you know policing what people wore on their sets because most of the unless you're interviewing 
Matthew Lesko for the weather report. Like, you're usually not going to have to worry too much about their yeah. green clothes disappearing. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, and I just think it's neat that anybody can do this. And sometimes celebrities, like, put out, you know, videos of them doing stuff in green screen, and then people do funny stuff with it because it's easy to do that, too. Yeah. I like the democratization of special this became a real thing like when people started doing you know virtual meetings too during the pandemic oh for sure yeah i remember our our friend bristol brought a green screen to one of our zoom hangouts that was very and it was like it was just the absolute best for us yeah i also like mine i forget the brand of it but it like has a accordion sort of fold so you just pull it up and you just drop it back down yeah it reminds me of like the little like projectors you know in the classroom class photo day that is what oh i didn't i didn't even think of that i was thinking more of like when you when you would pull up a like an overhead projector and it would shine onto the pull down i love that screen in the classroom did you ever have any sort of green screen we had it at our high school uh news program uh so we did a lot of really no. pretty stupid our shit high school with it. didn't have a like a news program of any kind there okay. was no video work at our school there was morning announcements and it was done over like an old-fashioned like pa system yeah there was no like news channel the fucking star wars kid thing of me that was something you put on the air at your school? Yeah, that was for the weekend. Like, um, there's a Star Wars movie coming out this weekend. So you said. So we did a skit. So, so you said. I don't think it was my idea. I don't think I wrote that particular <laughs> skit or sketch. Because when I saw that video, I thought, oh, this must have been for some class. And Griffin didn't realize this video was being taken. Oh, no. You said, okay, put it up. I'm yeah. doing some good work out here. Yeah, you didn't like it. It sounds like you didn't really <laughs> like it or think it was very uh, think it was very good. <laughs> no, it was very good. You were dedicated. Oh, it was very good? Then why would I be concerned about whether or not people saw it or not, honey? <laughs> if it was very good. This is very good. I don't want people to see it. That doesn't sound right. So what could the other thing be? You're just, I think, ultimately a braver person than me. Oh. Brave. It's very um, I risky. Risky to take your interests that are maybe not universally popular and share them Star with, a, Wars. with a broad audience. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, Star Wars is pretty, like, underground <laughs> shit. But you're right about that. <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap it up here, I think. Uh, can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be... The same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell? 
sell uh, your time? Yeah, you can do that also. Anything is possible. That's um th- for the commercial, the Super Bowl commercial they had. That was my voice yelling, anything is possible. In the wow. Background. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Hey, head to squarespace.com slash wonderfulpod for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code wonderfulpod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. A man goes to the doctor and says that he's depressed and that life seems cruel. The doctor says, Ah, the treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him and you will surely feel better. The man bursts into tears and says, But doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, okay, says the doctor. In which case... Try listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. With Max Fun Drive in the books, we'd like to welcome our new members and say thanks to everyone who's supported us over the years. Welcome. Thanks. And now on to the sticker sale. A lot of this year's drive gifts and live streams focused on food. We love how food can bring communities together, but not everyone has access to the food they need. So we'll split the proceeds from our sticker sale among five U.S. food banks in areas disproportionately affected by poverty. The sale ends Friday, April 14th. Members at the $10 monthly level and above can purchase any stickers they'd like. There's also a special Max Fun sticker featuring Nutsy the Squirrel that all members can purchase. For more info, head to MaximumFun.org slash sticker sale. And thanks again for your support. Can I tell you about my thing this week? I would love for you to do that. It has been, I don't know, I want to say over a year since I have brought a musical group. And so I got on uh, the internet. Yeah. And I went to the Tiny Desk concerts because that's kind of a, a good way for me to find out about like hip bands. For sure. And just last month, March 2023, a band called The Beths was on Tiny Desk concert. You, the extent to which you are batting a thousand <laughs> with bringing musical acts on this show that I'm immediately like, yeah, I'm going to listen to this forever. I'm going to listen to this band forever. Is it's wild, babe. 
can I can I say something controversial? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I think I've got pretty good taste. I think you've got exceptional taste. I'm just gonna say that. And that I think is... Tiny Desk Concert also has very good taste. But yeah, I, there's true. not a complete overlap. <laughs> they are they are doing kind of the initial pass for me. Sure. Uh, which is helpful. And then you polish it up from there. Not everybody <laughs> makes a cut. It's true. Uh, so the Beths have actually been a group since 2014. Uh, it is a New Zealand indie rock band. Uh, they all, well, all except for the drummer, met at the University of Auckland. Um and their first album came out in 2018. So they've been around for a while. But I think just the nature of them being a New Zealand band is why like, we were a little bit slower, maybe. Yeah, maybe. To hear about them. Also because I don't have literally any avenue for hearing about new music other than you on this show. <laughs> That's the only other reason that I have for <laughs> And having. video games. And video games, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so their first album, uh, Future Me Hates Me, came out in 2018. Uh, which is a great name That's for a very an good album, name. by the way. Uh, and then 2020, uh, Jump Rope Gazers came out. Uh, and then the the newest album came out in 2022, and it is called Expert in a Dying Field. Uh, and I wanted to actually play a little bit of the title track off of that album, Expert in a Dying Field. Hours of phrases I've memorized Thousands of lines on the page all of my notes in a desolate pile I haven't touched in an age And I can burn the evidence But I can't burn the pain And I can't forget it Does it feel to be an expert in a dying field? And how do you know? It's it's so it's so good. I know. It's giving me like Courtney Barnett. It's giving me yeah. always. Yeah. Uh it's it's so good. Yeah. No, I was getting, you know, it's interesting they toured for a long time uh with Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. Uh and it it does it has that kind of like old indie rock and when I say old I mean like, you know, early aughts. Yeah, like 15 <laughs> 20 years yeah. ago. Um Sound, which uh, the label Car Park Records described the Beths as cerebral indie rock meets power pop. That's good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, they also uh, compared the Beths to Soccer Mommy, which okay. I thought, like, okay, yeah, maybe that's sure. that there's something about this that feels like of the time, yeah. you know? And, and I think that's that's what it is. It's a weirdly, like, mo- like melodic is the word that I feel like I use to describe the, the this, like, particular uh, sector yeah. of indie rock where it's it's just, it's got a catchy fucking riff that you can, that you can bop to. Yeah, so the song I've played, Expert in a Dying Field, it's actually, it's interesting. It speaks to kind of the lyrical power of the group because they talk a little bit about the meaning of that like concept um and so the the lead singer elizabeth stokes uh said that uh it's a great in a- name <laughs> what a name i mean the group is called the beths oh, okay. name is sure, elizabeth sure, sure, sure. Uh, she said in an interview, your entire life feels like you're learning how to live in the world and then the world changes. You've become an expert in something that no longer exists. It's hard to deal with that sometimes. Uh, and then she talks specifically about the pandemic and how that kind of 
became more relevant to more people. It says you have more time to think and to dwell on old memories and people that you aren't in touch with anymore. And everything feels like it's changed. It feels like we're really living in a different world. We've all had to grieve a little bit for something that doesn't exist anymore. Big things and small things. Yowza. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. But yowza. So there's there's that component. And then there's also uh, in this article from the um, Australia, New Zealand, like Rolling Stone uh, chapter. And that's <laughs> called... <laughs> No, the Rolling Stone specific to Australia and New Zealand. I don't know what okay. to call that. It's just like a sect of Rolling Stone that exists purely for that region. Okay. Um, talks about uh, how it can be kind of like a post-breakup anthem of like you have all this useless information oh, yeah. about a former partner uh, and it's now obsolete because you're not in that relationship anymore. I don't think I have that. We've been <laughs> together for... Over 10 years now. My yeah. memory, like as discussed earlier, my memory is not <laughs> useful. Lots of Rachel data, but that's highly pertinent. Those are useful. Very useful, I would I say. Mean, I have a lot of STEM sort of education in Rachel. I, <laughs> these skills are on the daily I'm using these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they're, they're huge. The Beths are huge in New Zealand. Um. They won Album of the Year, Best Group, and Best Alternative Artist at the New Zealand Aotearoa Music Awards. Sorry, that's that's like a like a language that yes. I don't speak. Um, but um, yeah, just it, it like they became enormous, and part of that was because in the 2020-2021 period, New Zealand had like a globally recognized response to COVID. Oh, sure, and that like it did not become a serious problem because of the precautions they took early on. Yeah. So they were able to like do shows. Cool. Uh, which was great for them uh, and kind of helped them get to where they are now. Uh, so Expert in a Dying Field came out 2022. Uh, and it's an incredible album. I've listened to every song off of it now. Um, their Their music often has this kind of like like somber quality, but they like intentionally on this album kind of strove to do something that was like a little more fun and, yeah. and poppy. And, and I, I've, I've really super enjoyed it. Can we play that other song that you sent me? To? Yes. So the other song, it's actually a really uh, cool music video too. So the other song is called knees deep. Uh, and it, the video is them uh, bungee jumping from the Auckland Harbor bridge uh, and they were able to do videos like that because apparently in New Zealand, you can get little grants of 5000 or $8,000 to make music videos. If they have like public funding available that you can apply for and you can use that funding to make music videos. So they that's how they did that, that video. But um, I love that song. So yeah, if we could play a little bit of Knees Deep. Good band. 
Yeah. They li- liked all their songs on spot. That's the only way I know to like not m- lose the music that I'm yeah. like, oh, this is good. Just like that, all that shit on Spotify. Looking forward to listening to that for a long time. Yeah, so they are about to go on a U.S. tour, actually. For Ooh. those of you that are excited about this band, they start their U.S. tour in Bonnaroo in June. Oh, fun. And they are traveling the country into October. Um, they're actually going to be in Baltimore in that's, August. That's dope. Um, But yeah, apparently they do a really great live show their new album has a big fish on it and at their live shows for this album they like bring out a big inflated fish and just have it on stage with them i love that it seems they're great. having fun yeah thank you to bowen and augustus for the use for our theme song money won't pay you can find a link to that in the episode description got a bunch of new merch over at mcelroymerch.com gotta get that stink spray <sighs> <laughs> I don't think I, so I personally am not going to get the sink spray because yeah, I'm not uh-huh. a very sort of aromatic individual, but from mm-hmm. what I understand, it's quite pleasant to the, to the smell in moderation. Yeah. Based on the live show, it sounds like the kind of spray that you should spray into a room and then leave that room for maybe 10, 15 minutes and come back and then it's going to oh, be just right. wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Or do it outside on yourself and then come into the room. But yeah. please be careful. We also have a keep your grades up pin that I'm a huge fan oh, of. Oh, good. Um, yeah, all that's at macroymerch.com. Uh, we got some shows coming up very, very soon, yeah. actually. Next week, we're going to be doing Mabim Bam in Austin at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Uh, we are going to be in San Jose and Denver at the end of the month doing Mabim Bam and Taz. Uh, and then we just announced like a bunch of shows uh, from now until like summerish, uh, and you can find all of those uh, over at themacroy.family uh, or macroy.family. I'm guessing you're going to make some changes to your costume for this tour. Yeah, man, I'm gonna. I'm I, I'm thinking about just sort of like taking up a residency at like like a billabong somewhere. <laughs> Do they still have those? If they do, they have one special one, and it's yeah. here in DC. And you can go there and <laughs> train and study. Joe Biden put together legislation to protect that billabong. The billabong, it's a historic billabong. The billabong bill. The billabong bill. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.